My boy. Yeah, man. What's going on? Got a phone call, my boy? Sorry about that, my boy. I ain't no need to apologize to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How's everything going? Man, everything's lovely, my boy. Lovely? Lovely. Okay, great term. Lovely. Great terminologies there. I, I, I love to hear that. All right, cool, man. So welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Sports Desk. I believe we're on, on what are we, episode 69 of the yes, Sports sir. Desk? Yeah, man, just uh, glad to be back for another day. So, of course, I am one of your favorite sportsologists, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., back for one more episode. And this your man, Black. We back in the building for another episode. Absolutely. So, Black, man, before we get started, man, you know, we had these icebreakers to start the show and everything, but... um. I was going through some rabbit holes on the YouTube, you know, doing some research and looking up some things. And I saw something, man. I seen um, I seen something that was uh, that that's not really talked about. I seen something that's just pushed to the dark unless you roll through the clip. And Black, I saw the clip of Allen Iverson back in 1997 breaking Michael Jordan ankles in probably six <laughs> different areas. Um, just embarrassing the GOAT, the great one, Michael Jeffrey Jordan in Philadelphia as a rook, as a young rook in 1997. And I got to thinking, like, man, why don't we hear about this a lot? Why is this moment not talked about a lot? And, and I had a light bulb go off in my head, Black. Mm -hmm. It's because Michael Jordan is protected. Oh, okay. He's protected by the NBA. He's protected by his fans. He's protected by the news anchors, ESPNs, ABC News, whoever. He is protected. Why? Because he is the most celebrated sports athlete ever. Michael mm. Jordan. He is. But then I really got upset, Black. Mm. And the reason I got upset is because there's another guy out here who is just as great as Michael, if not greater. And that's LeBron James. Okay. So bear with me, Black. So we talk about the crossover with Allen Iverson, how he embarrassed Michael Jordan. You never seen Mike get dunked on. You never seen somebody hit the game win a shot on Mike. It was so bad when Allen Iverson broke Michael Jordan's ankles that they banned that crossover. They say, you cannot use that move no more. They got rid of it. Iverson had been using that move at Georgetown. He was using it when he got to the league. But as soon as he embarrassed Mike, can't use it no more. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But then LeBron James scored 16 points in the win versus the Clippers. He played extreme defense, got the game-winning shot, got the game-winning uh, got the game-winning shutdown uh, defense sequence on the two uh, best players on that team. Mm -hmm. And what does the media talk about? LeBron didn't look too good. He struggled. He struggled. Yeah, sixteen points. That's not like LeBron James. Mm -hmm. But no one talked about. Now I ain't gonna say nobody, but few and very few talked about him locking up PG. Him locking up Kawhi on the last uh, uh, sequence in the game. And hitting the game with a jumper. All people could focus on, he had a bad shooting night. He didn't look himself. LeBron had to change shoes. Kawhi was locking LeBron up. He was... So, I said all that to say, Black. Why is there such a divide between a GOAT like LeBron James versus a GOAT like Michael Jordan? Why is that, Black? You ever think about that? Uh... Well, we know the reasons why, man. Mm. We know the reasons why, uh, D, because everyone loves Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, when these when these uh commentators and everyone that has these shows, it's in their contract, boy, not to make Michael Jordan look bad. Mm -hmm. It's in their contract. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in the fine print of their contract, and they have to sign off on it. 
If anything ever comes up with Michael Jordan, you glorify him. That's what it is, Black? I think that's what it is. It gotta okay. be. Okay. Because I'm with you. Everyone, you never see anyone on any type of sports show bash Michael Jordan. No, man. Never. No. Never. Hey, do you so, remember that crossover? I really do. He made them went, went, go left first and then made them come back right. right? Wasn't it bad? It was really bad. Why don't we talk about that? Why, why isn't that out there? Like, the most embarrassing moment probably for Jordan outside of the Pistons going over his neck. Like, why don't we? Why is that like what about? you said? They don't want to see a glorified sports star like Michael Jordan be painted in a bad way mm-hmm. in anything, mm-hmm. in anything. So, you know, Allen Iverson, I appreciate you. I really do. <laughs> Shout out to you, AI, yes. for giving real basketball fans, not homers, <laughs> a chance to see Michael Jordan at a in a weak spot. Mm-hmm. And be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So we got to see that with AI. And I, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that, D. Yeah, I, I do too, man. And it just was a thought. You know, maybe some of our listeners might think we tripping. We might be, you know, you know, pulling something out of our back pocket. Or it's a slow news day. No, nah, it's not. It's a real legit question. How come we never see the things that Michael Jordan uh, went through? How come? But we always can see. The things that LeBron James goes through. Matter of fact, it's daily. Yeah. People talk about the wrong and the mishaps and the failures of LeBron James. But we had to be reminded through the last dance that Michael Jordan failed over and over again and couldn't beat the Pistons in their prime. He couldn't beat the Boston Celtics in their prime. So, hey, all I'm asking and all I'm saying is, let's start pulling up some of them old clips of Michael Jordan being done up. And let's humanize the man. The same way y'all humanize the king. You know we're going to get it, right? I don't care. <laughs> because that really sat with me, man. And okay. I, it's, just, it's just an interesting thing. Okay. So the crossover back in 1997, the A I put on Michael Jordan, black, I'm making that into a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I'm make doing sure you a make lot. me one, too. No problem. Yeah. I'm doing a lot with Michael Jordan having uh, bad moments in basketball to bring those things to light. Yeah, never see the Reggie Miller shot over Jordan the the the, the, the win Game Six in the Eastern Conference Finals, probably because the Bulls won in seven. But we just don't see things like that. So hey, I just want to kind of put that out there and piss a couple people off, and let's get that conversation going too. Yeah, Why don't we yeah, see yeah. the failures? <laughs> Why don't we see the failures? All right, man. Let's get it going. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody that's ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nearclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. That's the grease. That's the grease. You're listening to the sports show. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. Yes, sir. Welcome. Welcome back once again to another episode of the Sports Test. Episode 69, man. We are glad to be back once again. We got a whole lot to talk about today. We're going to go down some NBA. We're going to talk about the NFL. 
We're going to talk about some college football today, too. A lot of news is starting to surface uh, about some college football. And I got a bone to pick with the SEC a little <laughs> bit later in this show, okay? But let's go ahead and do our thing, man. So, Black, let's go ahead and start off uh, with our start bench cut. And this one right here, I said the one last week was tough. This one right here is just as tough. Let's get to it. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, man. He lied! Maybach music. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it. This week's edition of Star Bench Your Cut. So, of course, we all know the NBA is back. The NBA is back, man, and I know Black is having just as much of a great time as I am welcoming back the NBA to real live action games. So I got to thinking, man, we saw some, some great performances this weekend, man, with the return in the league. And I got to thinking, man, we always have these conversations about who's the greatest scorer of all time. We like to compare some of the older guys like Oscar Robinson and, 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 and Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell and try to compare them to Jordan and Kobe and stuff like that. But we've got three guys who are playing in today's game, and these guys might be arguably the best, maybe top 10 scorers of all time in NBA history. Okay. All three of these guys, and they still playing in the league, Black. So I need to know, Black, you got to have two scores. You got to have two scores that you bring into the court with you to try to get off. And you got to leave one of these guys at the house, Black. So you ready? Yeah. All right. We got shooting guard slash point guard, maybe, from the Houston Rockets, James Harden. Mm. We also have small forward slash small power forward from the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant. And then we also have forward, small power forward center. From the Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis. Now, Black, oh, my man biting on his lip. So, Black, I got to know, man, if you go into the park, you got your phone in your hand, and you only can call two of these boys up. Who you starting? Who you benching? And, Black, more importantly, who you not even calling, dog? Yeah. That's the <laughs> My boy over there stunk. Uh, okay, man. Uh, mm, I'm going to start Kevin Durant. Wow. I'm going to bench James Harden, and I'm going to cut Anthony Davis. Yo, is that a matter of fact? That's a matter of fact, dog. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, it hurts me, but it's a matter of okay, fact. Okay, cool. I respect it. I'm also going to start Kevin Durant. I'm also starring Kevin Durant. I am going to bench Anthony Davis. Mm. I'm benching Anthony Davis, and I am not giving James Harden a call. Mm. The reason I'm not giving Harden a call and I'm giving Davis one, inside out, baby. Inside out. Mm, okay. Moves in the post. I can shoot it for the three. I can shoot it for the mid-range. I can put my head down. I can get to the rack. And, oh, by the way, I'm 6'11". Oh, okay. I'm 6'11". Oh, and Kevin Durant's seven feet tall. Shot's never been blocked. Never. Neither has Anthony Davis. <laughs> I've seen this is when James Harden gets a little, uh, great yeah. score, but I'm going for unstoppable. I'll go for an unstoppable score, then a high volume score any day, Black. Mm. 
any day. So yeah, that's how I'm I rock. like that D. Ten four. Yeah, 10-4. yeah. I like the way you broke that down. Appreciate man. that. Yeah, yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we leave it hard at the crib. You feel me? <laughs> All right, man. Y'all let us know who y'all rock with, man. If y'all had to call two of these players up, man, and, and tell them, hey, we need you at the park, man, to score. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. Who you starting? Who you benching? And who are you cutting? All right, man, let's go ahead and get into our sound of the week, man. I tell you what, man, I bust out laughing, man, when I uh, watch and listen to this sound of the week. Of course, it is another clip from the great one, from the great one, um, and it's hilarious, man. Bunch of idiots, Undertaker, with his Mickey Mouse tattoos and his 33-pound head. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Jumping around, screaming like a girl. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Kane running around doing cartwheels, scaring everybody in the casino. I won. I won. Let's party. And the biggest goof of them all, the big slow, since they're scaring all the Rocks fans. The big slow. Oh, he's 500 pounds. And he's going to be in the ring with the Rock tonight. And then the doors open and the Rock arrives. (laughs) Hey. And as the Rock looks at all four of you jabronis with tears rolling down your cheeks and... Swelling down your legs. <laughs> what? Ah, oh, you hurt him. The Rock says he's gonna gather up all the gold coins you guys won, and in front of the millions of Rock's fans, he's gonna shine all the gold coins up. Shine them and shine them. Shine all the gold coins up, turn them so sideways, and stick them straight up. You can't do <laughs> Another win from Rocky Myville. Okay, that was a great one, man. Super funny. So me and Black are currently watching some NBA games, man. We just had a crazy sequence, man, with the Spurs and the Grizzlies. It looked like the Grizzlies hit a three to tie the game, and then they foul uh, DeMar DeRosa coming down on the other end. It's 108-106 right now. One second left. And the Grizzlies have the rock, so we'll see what transpires. We've seen game-winning shots with uh, seven-tenths of a second before. So we'll see what the um, – <laughs> look at the fans. We'll see what the Grizzlies can do here. <laughs> but that was a wild sequence, man. That was, so, man. That Grizzly shot was big, man. Yeah, so me, it, it feels good to do this again. Man. Yeah, we got live do. games. We can do. cut in and we can talk about live games. As we are recording, man. Oh, so come on, man. That, <laughs> I don't know about that, D. Come on, man. That was a foul. He caught him with the move, Black. God. All right, so we're going to transition to our top five. Come on now. 
All right, all right. So we're going to get into our top five. We're going to uh, dedicate this top five to what's going on right now. The NBA is back. A lot of games being played, man. We're on the third, wait, the fourth day of the league being back. And, you know, these teams got eight games, man, to get in the shape, get ready for the playoffs. And some of these teams are fine for their playoff lives. But we've seen all these teams play. And we're going to give our top five bubble teams um, that are currently in the league. So the top five bubble teams who uh, we're digging right now. All right, so Black, shoot me your... Five bubble teams. Who? What teams have impressed you the most since reopening night? Okay. Okay, man. At number five, I got the Houston Rockets. Man, just <laughs> these guys scored 153 points, man, uh, on Friday night. Man, that's in, that's insane. That mm-hmm. is insane. So I got them at number five. At number four, I got the Toronto Raptors. I got them at number four, man. Defensively. They're one. They the best defensive team in the league to me. Mm-hmm. You know the way that they they switch and move. Whatever they they play so well together, it got to be respected, man. And then you have Kyle Lowry and uh, Pascal Siakam, man. You got mm-hmm. their role players, man. These guys just play good ball together. And at number three, I got the L.A. Clippers. And then at number number two, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And then at number one, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. I love what my Lakers are doing defensively. I, I'm through the roof. They're, they're locking down. They're doing what they need to do defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned on the offensive side, but defensively, these guys are playing good basketball. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. We're going to talk a lot more about the Lakers uh, just a tad bit. So I'm going to get my teams as well. At number five, I have the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Very impressed by the Rockets and everything. Uh, that they were doing, uh, especially in that Dallas Mavericks game. We're going to talk about that a little later. Number four, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, I feel how I feel about them, but I'm going to give them their respect, but I have them at four. And number three, I got the Toronto Raptors at three. I almost put them at number two. I almost put them at number two because just how well they play as a team. Number two, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. And then, of course, at number one, I have the Los Angeles Lakers, man. So, yeah. I'm shocked, D. Why? I'm shocked. I thought you would have had your sixes up in there. Uh, <laughs> I would have had the sixes in there, but for some reason, they gave a 53 points <laughs> to a guy who was traded to Indiana for money exemptions. And B had 41. Yeah, but they lost. <laughs> they lost. I, 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 I almost didn't put the Rockets in. I almost put OKC in. Oh, okay. I almost okay. put OKC in. Love but man, what OKC you, is doing. When you score yeah. 150 plus points. Oh, yeah. You got to go on the list. But yeah, I was do. very close to rocking with OKC because I'm very impressed. They're kind of like the Western Conference Raptors. They're like the Raptors of they the Western are. Conference. They play well together. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to talk about that in just a tad bit. But, yeah, man, that's uh, our top five bubble teams. We're just so excited to have the NBA back, man. And, 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 and it's, man, it's just so good. So, we're going to read. We're going to transition to our tweet of the week. And we're really going to get this thing going. Kick it in the high gear. All right, let's see. Let's get into our tweets. Of the week, Black. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, mini man. Um, we have at April Dale, a slim down James Harden, and rested Russell Westbrook. Man, this should be the verse, best version of these guys playing together. Two former MVPs in their prime. This should be great. I'm not buying or a believer in this is both a great of lack of support players around them like the Lakers. And the, and, and the, okay, they don't have a good supporting cast like the Lakers. If Harden and Westbrook have an off night, that could be doomsday for the Houston Rockets. 
All right, we got Fuel at Fuel Dog. I never complained about officiating, but there were 20 questionable calls against the Celtics against Giannis and the Bucks. Giannis should have fouled out at least three times in the fourth quarter. Instead, he won the game for them. All right, last one. We got at Lekka Lamont. Well, it doesn't matter what the Clippers do or who is playing. Anthony Davis is going to determine the NBA championship. Flat out. I don't care if the Clippers bring back Jesus. Jesus off the bench. If Anthony Davis disappears in the fourth, the Clippers could win the championship. Simple as that. All right, shut up. Send shut up. Um, so Black, let's transition, man. Some pretty interesting tweets. I got some tweets from live action. Um, uh, from the NBA returner, man. So with that being said, we're gonna jump into the National Basketball Association, Black. As soon as I can find the theme song, we'll get into it. And there it is. Man, it's been a long time, Black, since we talked about some live NBA games. And, of course, I'm just so glad to be able to use this drop once again. It was so long where we just couldn't simply use it, Black. But now we definitely can. Home of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the nature boy. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. All right, Black, let's get right into it. Thursday night, 9 o'clock. Let's get right to it, Black. Thursday night, 9 o'clock, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers were on the basketball court, and they had a game, Black. And the winner of that game was the Los Angeles Lakers, 103-101, to 101, Black. Two and two for the series uh, throughout the season. Two for the Clips, two for the Lakers. Black, what did you see with the Lakers and the Clippers? And what was your takeaway from that game, Black? Dude, it was kind of intense with no fans, wasn't it? You could feel the yeah, intensity, you could feel it. couldn't mm-hmm. between uh, Amongst the players, yeah, for you sure. could feel it. Yeah. You know, um, man, this game was a tale of two teams, man, back and forth. Like, the Lakers jumped out. Jumped yep. out big. Clippers came back. They jumped out big. Yep. Lakers came back. <laughs> yep. That's how the game went, you know. And um, it was I was I was kind of on my toes and on my heels. I was texting D throughout the game. I was I was struggling a little bit. I was struggling because you know I know AD was getting off, but I was concerned about my guy LeBron. I was mm-hmm. concerned about him. But I always we always know as uh, you know I grew up a LeBron fan and loving LeBron and. You know, everything about LeBron once he came in the league. 
And here lately, you have to know LeBron, he's a student of the game, so he paces himself. Mm-hmm. He really paces himself. But we seen in that game that he didn't really have his shot going. He wasn't going to the cup that much. You know, it, it, it was just like, I would say really wasn't one of his nights, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, we seen in the fourth, you know, we seen LeBron come through when we needed him to come through in the fourth. This guy played amazing defense all night long. All night long. You know, I hear people, all these uh, sports talk shows talking about when Kawhi flew bomb in the first quarter. Okay, uh, if you want to give Kawhi that, okay. You know, but other than that, you know, what, did, what, what much did Kawhi do when uh, LeBron was on him? What much did Paul George do when LeBron was on him? So, you know, I was very entertained to see the Lakers, the way they played defense. And then uh, Clippers, they really started making shots. They really started making shots to get themselves back in the game. Paul George had an amazing game. He had 30, he had 30 points, but he also had 30 points in a loss in the, uh, in the, game bef- the last game that we played them in before Thursday night, and he took an L that game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was impressed, man, with everything I seen from Anthony Davis. I don't know about you, D, but do you think uh, you would have liked to see Anthony Davis in the post more, even though he had an outstanding shooting game in this game, but he had it going from the outside a lot. His, he really didn't get a whole lot inside. But um, other than that, man, I was impressed with what I saw from the Lakers uh, against the Clippers. We these are two juggernaut teams, superstars on both on both teams. You know, we're, this is how it's going to be. It's going to be back and forth. I mean, all these games are going to be close. You know, and um. Like I said on the last episode, I said, I said, man, Lakers, Lakers in six. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that if they do play each other. I'm going to stick with that because I believe that Anthony Davis has shown that he could be the difference in this game. But he has to be there from quarter one through four. He has to play. We have to see him all four quarters for us to get the Clippers out of here in six. But uh, overall, man, I enjoyed the game, man. It, it gave us everything we needed for the first game back. Yeah, I got a couple points here, man. I'm sorry with Anthony Davis. Uh, it was good to see him. Um, it was good to see the Lakers say we're gonna grow through you. I don't know if people people remember now, but when Anthony Davis was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, Frank Vogel, LeBron James, all the people who have control of the Los Angeles Lakers say we're gonna run through Anthony Davis offensively. That was the objective when we acquired him because of his talent, his skill, everything that he possesses. Anthony Davis is the number one offensive option. It's not LeBron James any, anymore. It wasn't when the season started. LeBron James is the catalyst of this team. He is the anchor of this team. But offensively, they're going to run through AD. And that's exactly what happened in this game. You can't run the offense with, through LeBron and then hope Anthony Davis can get hot. Anthony Davis is a volume scorer. He needs to have the ball in different areas of the court. And we've seen that in the post, the mid-range, the outside, going to the cup, getting to the free throw line. Everything that we need Anthony Davis to do, he did. Now I want to address everybody who has something to say about LeBron James and this notion that something's up with LeBron. Oh, he like he lost a little step. How many basketball games we see when and any number of NBA players get blown by and somebody makes a layup to the basket? But just simply because it was LeBron James with Kawhi hitting with a first step and got to the rack in the first quarter, it's an issue? That kind of stuff baffles me. Like, why is this stuff being out here, you know, being reported? But we don't say anything about Jason Tatum when he get blown by. He's younger than LeBron. We don't say nothing about uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard when he gets blown by. Paul George. Or Greek Free. We don't say, we don't say, <laughs> we don't, we don't, that's no coverage. But that was the only thing we focused on was 
Kawhi Leonard blown by LeBron James. But we didn't focus on the hellacious defensive effort that this man gave from quarter one to the end of the game. You, I saw what LeBron's pace was. I had to calm back down when we were talking in, during the game. Dog, LeBron is doing what he needs to do to ensure a victory. We don't need LeBron to go for 30, 35, or 40. The only time you're going to see LeBron kick it up offensively is when Anthony Davis and everybody else can't do anything. You even seen it when the Lakers played the Raptors on Saturday, and we'll get to that game. But the whole Lakers team was struggling offensively. And LeBron was just like, okay, I guess we down 10 to nothing. Let me put my head down and get to the rack and try to get some things going since nobody can score to start this game. LeBron is taking a challenge defensively. We've ragged LeBron James since he's got to the Lakers about his defense. And now we see the change. So now he's taking the assignment. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. He's taking the best player and he's guarding them. He's rebounding. He's assisting. LeBron James had 16 points, 7 assists, and 11 rebounds. That's a hell of a game. It's going to match Anthony Davis' 34, 4, and 8. I have nothing. I had no beef with LeBron James' performance Thursday night. Now, did LeBron miss some shots he could have made? Yeah, of course. That's going to happen. But, like, overall, y'all, people were talking like talking about LeBron in a negative light, and I just didn't understand it. Now, our team overall, two players I'm very, very impressed with during that game, Kyle Kuzma and Deion Waiters. I was telling folks, when everybody was going crazy, that Avery Bradley and Rajon Ronald are going to be out. Telling folks, look, bruh, Deion Waiters is a problem. He can score, but everybody want to bring up his, his tumultuous relationship in Miami. Forget that. He playing with the king now. He got a legit shot to win the championship now. He on his best behavior. He played well. Kyle Kuzma is healthy. I forgot. A lot of Laker fans forgot. Look, this man had ankle surgery in the offseason. Missed entire, the entire training camp. The entire training camp. He missed the first, I want to say he missed like the first 6 to 12, 6 to 10 games of the yeah. season. This five-month break helped him tremendously. Kyle Kuzma looked sharp. He looked quick. He, he hitting his shots. Know. He def- he defended. <laughs> I'm like, man, bro, if we get this cools, cools mania, if we get this cools, but the Lakers going to be a problem. I think we all played together well defensively as a team. Don't get me wrong. The Clippers are a heavyweight problem. And I was proud of how the Lakers locked in defensively. It was a low-scoring game for today's standards in the NBA. 101-103 Lakers. But I tell you what, man, that fourth quarter, when it was time to D up, when it was time to lock up, the Lakers made the more defensive plays than the Clippers did. And I was very impressed. Very impressed with Los Angeles Lakers Thursday night against the Clippers. And not to just shine all on the Lakers, like the Clippers, two stars came to play. They did. Paul George had 30. Kualena had 28. But they got help from no one else. Then everybody want to holler, oh, they didn't have Sweet Lou, Sweet Lemon Pepper Wing Lou. Oh, they didn't have Trez, but they had Lou and they had Trez. The last time they played, the Lakers beat them by 13. <laughs> so I don't want to hear that. And, and PG and Kawhi had 30, 30. and 28 in yeah. that same game. Yeah. So, like, chill. Like, everybody, yeah, relax with that stat. Oh, they didn't have Trez or Sweet Lou. Like, okay, whatever. Whatever. If they would have been on the court, we would have did what we had to do regardless. But this was a great game. You saw some sloppy basketball to start. But overall, I, I loved it. I love what the Lakers did. I love what Anthony Davis did. And I love how LeBron got AD going. You saw it. Like, Anthony Davis has to be as sharp as possible for these playoff star. Because I have no questions about LeBron James whatsoever when playoff basketball star. But I do have concerns about Anthony Davis. Because we're going to the deep end of the pool. 
And how is this man going to be performing? And LeBron is saying, hey, we got to get him all the confidence now before we get there. And then we'll see what happens. But all in all, great game by both teams. These are clearly the two best teams, in my opinion, in the Western Conference, man. And hopefully we'll get that seven-game display uh, in the playoffs, man. So, uh, Blake, anything else to add on that game before we move on? Yeah, man, I just want to speak on um, just uh, this entirety. Like you said, Deion Waiters, uh, Kyle Kuzma, what those guys were doing. I didn't mention them at first, but those guys are playing insane. Like, uh, Deion Waiters is a walking bucket. He can get his shot. That's another person you add to this miss that can get their own shot. Yeah. You already have AD. You already have LeBron James. You, you, you add Deion Waiters, and then you got Kuz. Yeah. All these guys can get their own shot. Everything that goes through with the Clippers, yeah. it has to, it, that can get their own shot, is, is PG and Kawhi. And yeah. then, as, as it's been said in the media, that they don't look at Kawhi as a closer. You know who they need to close for them? Sweet and Tangy Lou. <laughs> yeah. They need Lou Williams to close for them. But you know, but you know what? The Lakers could go four different ways for somebody to close the game or get their own shot if they need to. We don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have to depend on Lou Williams to come off the bench and close the game out and get his own shot in the fourth quarter. Because we can't depend on Kawhi to close the game out. Well, since, I, he, since he's not considered a closer. Well, I, 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 I totally disregard the Kawhi Leonard not being a closer guy. I, I don't pay that no mind. I don't. I mean, this guy's one of the better players in the league, and he is a scary offensive player. Yes, he's he is. cold-blooded player. So all of the notions about him, you know, not being able to close games, I firmly believe if Kawhi Leonard catches the rock within two seconds and he has to win the game, that bucket's going in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not one to get on the bandwagon of, oh, they need Sweet Lou to close the game. No, I'm not. Because let me tell you something. I would be more worried about LeBron, I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard than Sweet Lou late in the fourth quarter. That's just me. Like, late. (laughs) That's just me because, you know, don't get me wrong, Lou Williams can score the basketball. He can can score the clip, He can score. But let me tell you something. I've seen this man, Kawhi Leonard, take teams by the throat and take their just, just, yeah, you're done. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I, I don't buy notion to that yeah. You know whatsoever And then Paul George is another one too Yeah and it's gonna be fun That's what I'm about to speak on About Paul George Both of this guy's shoulders is healthy He's good He's healthy He looked real good Like too. he's looking good He looked good The two games that we've seen him in so far he look He's good. looking good He looked good Like he's totally 100% healthy Yeah and, he looked um, good Like D said These are the best two teams In the West, Western Conference And and it has to happen It has to happen mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't see a lot of Different things happen But we this is what we really. This is what everybody wants to see. This is what they want to see the Clippers and the Lakers happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So great game with the Lakers, man. Uh, let's transition to Saturday night. Saturday night, man. Um, not <laughs> won the best game. Won the best game for the Los Angeles Lakers. We took a loss. Um, man, and 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 you know what? I was more on edge for this game than I was the Clipper game. Really. Yeah, and here's the reason why, because you've been saying it, Black, all year long. The Raptors are a very good team, and they're definitely not getting the respect. They're not getting the respect. You know, they're the defending champion. Everybody wants to say, oh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah, we understand Kawhi's a great player, but LeBron said it last night in postgame, look, this is a great team. Kawhi Leonard was not the only reason this team won the championship last year. These guys know what to do. When you look at Van Vliet, Siakam, Kyle Lowry had a hell of a game. 
You know what I'm saying? And then uh, I, it, it, who was the young boy they had on Braun last night? Uh, Odebayu, uh, OG, OG Ogobanobi, yeah, something like that. <laughs> they man. call him OG. We just gonna call him OG. Yeah, OG Anobayobi. <laughs> That's his name. I know I'm butchering my man's last name, but let me tell you something, man. That kid impressed me last night. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He impressed me last night. He had 23 points. You know, on, you know, and guarding King James. When you guard LeBron, you can drop twenty three. Man, that's a great night. But yeah, the Raptors pulled away one hundred seven to ninety two. Now the game was competitive all all the way. Now the Raptors jumped up big to start the first quarter. The 10-0. Lakers, the Lakers ran that lead down yeah, they quickly. Did. Yeah, they Lakers, did. They the Lakers really just couldn't open it up last night, and we struggled offensively. We struggled offensively. Black. You had Anthony Davis for fourteen. He didn't shoot the best at all. LeBron James had another 20, 25 and 10. And then you got 16 for Kuzma, had 11 from Caruso, another 12 from Deion Waiters. But I'm telling you, man, if AD gets his average, like, we win the game. You see what I'm saying? So just an off night like that shows me, you know, what we got. And Anthony Davis and LeBron both played 35 minutes. But this is a defensive war, a defensive war, man. You got bodies hitting the ground, LeBron hitting the ground, Kyle Lowry hitting the ground, man. But I enjoyed the game. But I was, I was, I was on edge watching this game because, look, man, the Raptors—they are a tough team, Black. And what are your thoughts, man, with the Lakers and the Raptors uh, on Saturday night? What you thought about that, man? Uh, it's like you said, D. This was a defensive battle right here. This game was a defensive battle. Um, I was, man, <laughs> I actually was into this game, man. I was laying down at one point, and I just happened to, uh, okay. I feel like I need to sit up and watch this. Yeah, this. boy. Because that thing was getting, that thing was getting real, man. Like the Raptors, man. I've been saying it all year long. They are bona fide. They're your defending champs. Tough team. You know, they're a tough team. I understand Kawhi was on that team last year, but they're showing that they're a tough team without uh, Kawhi Leonard. Very you tough. You know, they they have a they have a great culture. They have a great coach over there. He uh. He's putting these guys in positions where they can be successful. Mm-hmm. And they do everything together. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing running through this person. They go a little bit of everywhere. They go to Van Vliet. They go to Kyle Lowry. They go to P- Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. They go to OG Honorable Bio. I'm probably butchering, I'm butchering his <laughs> Oba name. Janobi. Oba Janobi. They go through him. <laughs> they they have six to seven players they can, that they can run the offense through. Yeah. It's just not one main guy. And I owe Kyle Lowry an apology. I really do because okay. this guy is becoming a superstar in this league. I believe D. In my eyes, he is. In my Why eyes, he is because he does he does the stuff everybody everybody else doesn't do. The hustle, the energy, the all on the ground, the stuff that you really don't see. Oh, he been that. Kyle, Kyle Lowry's been doing. He's been, he, been doing it. He's been, been doing, doing that. But he's he's becoming the leader. Of this team, he's he leader. He's a leader of this team. When he was when he was there with Demar Derozan, we didn't call him the leader. When when Kawhi was there, we didn't call him the leader. But he's really the heart and soul of this team. He's Mr. Raptor. He's he's he's, he's Mr. Mr. Raptor. Raptor. Yeah. But I think he's 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 coming along a long way, D. That's why I say that's why I'm giving him that because the way this guy is playing basketball and his like his offensive game has come a long way from what it used to be. You know, it's it's come a long way, D. Mm. And we've and we're not just seeing this because basketball stuff. We were seeing it before the season ended when the Raptors won 18 straight. Kyle mm. Lowry still was doing his thing then. Mm. We were seeing it then. But I love what the Raptors are doing as a team. I love they gave they gave the Lakers fits. They gave them fits. 
But this was a, a defensive battle. Uh, the Lakers were horrible offensively. Yep. Indeed. And you text me this. We need to have a talk. We need to have a talk with our head coach about Danny Green. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the problem is, but in these sets when he take Cools out and put him back in, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Leave Cools leave in when he's working defensively, mm-hmm. offensively. It was moments in that game against the Rattling when when Kuz was the one that was scoring and he was doing it defensively. Yep. And he got taken out to put Danny Green back in. Yeah. I'm not understanding it. Danny Green was 0 for 6. Yeah, I didn't understand at all Danny from three. Green. 3. 0 from 7, 0 from 6 from 3. Yeah, I didn't understand Danny Green being left in. I understand like throughout the season they leave him in to close the game because Danny Green has been known to be a very good defensive player but look he hasn't he didn't look as good as Kyle Kuzma he didn't Danny Green 20 minutes 0 points 3 rebounds 0 assists 0 for 7 0 for 6 for 3 yeah and LeBron James doing some bail last night he said hey you know we had looks and Danny Green had great looks last night they just didn't go down I'm not I know Danny Green's gonna hit threes I'm not concerned I know Danny Green's gonna hit threes but I'm concerned about him on the defensive end yeah I'm very concerned. And late in that game, I would have much rather had Kyle Kuzma in there. But you said about the Clippers game, too, when we were talking about it. Yeah. You said that in those type of situations when the game is on the line and what we've been seeing out of Kuz, Kuz needs to be on that floor. Yeah, I like his he energy. He needs to be. I like Kuz's energy right now. He just got great energy, man. And he looked healthy. He looked much better than what we've seen before the season was paused. But I agree. Look, I like Danny Green. I think Danny Green is a solid defender, and, of course, he's a three-point sniper. But look, man, these last two games, I don't know if Danny Green trying to get his legs. (laughs) I don't know if he's trying to, you know, get some little motion in his hips. I don't know what he's trying to do, but he need to figure it out. And Frank Vogel got to be seeing what I'm seeing because I don't get paid millions of dollars (laughs) to coach a NBA basketball franchise. He does. So, you know, we'll see. You know how that works out. But all in all, Lakers go one and one this week. Not too upset about the Raptors loss because I just know offensively we'll get it together. As long as the Lakers will keep playing the defense that they've been playing, look, man, I think the Lakers are going to be just fine, you know. But you can't have another night like, you know, like that Anthony Davis. You can't. I'm going to put the offense on Anthony Davis. I ain't going to put it on LeBron. And I know he had a hell of a night against the Clippers, and I know that took a a lot. That yeah. took a lot. Yeah, you but know? you had a day of rest Friday. Yeah, you get did. paid millions of dollars, <laughs> and your next game went until nine o'clock Saturday night, and you had a formidable opponent and Pascal Siakam down there. And don't yeah. get me wrong, AD bothered Siakam. Siakam, Siakam didn't play that well last night. He didn't. He didn't. So they kind of canceled each other out. But man, Kyle Lowry dropping thirty three. Like man, I'm putting that on Jr. Danny Green, Caruso. I'm putting that all on them. They're like, come on, man. We can't let Kyle Larry get 33. That's the reason they won the game. Yeah. But Caruso, man, playing some hella D2D. It's a lot of these guys. That's still he had late in the fourth quarter. D's, man. That was beautiful. Yeah, man. So some it's it's not just two people we're talking about him. Talking about here. The Lakers are playing good defensively as a unit. Yeah, I like our team. As a unit. So I like our team. that's that's is I'm very impressed by what I'm seeing on on, on the defenses. On the defensive side yeah. for the Lakers. Yeah, I like our team. I like what we're doing. New sports desk. All right, man. So let's transition to the Western Conference, man. We got a race at eighth right now, man. And currently, me and Black are watching the Orlando Magic beat the Smithereens out of the <laughs> Sacramento Kings, who are looking to make the playoffs. And they are down 72 to 52. I wish there was another game me and Black could watch, but <laughs> there isn't. But we all oh, do we have a good one at 830. 
Rockets, Bucks at 8 30, but the sports desk will be over by then. Yeah. But uh but yeah. uh yeah, what's up? My bad. Uh and if you don't know the Sacramento Kings, they are three and a half games back of that eighth yes. seed. So this game is a uh, is a big deal from them. Right. They need they need this win. So let's talk about the eighth seed. You got the Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, the Spurs, the Kings, and the Pelicans and the Suns all vying for this spot. Now, the Grizzlies Got some help today because they're 0-2 in the restart. But the Portland Trailblazers are 1-1. Uh, the Spurs are 1-1. Uh, the Kings, uh, they're they going to go 0-2. And the Pelicans are 0-2. Let's start with the Pelicans who are now who are now the 12th seed in the Western Conference. When this whole thing started, they were sitting at 10th. But now they are 12th with those two losses. Now, the Spurs, the Kings, and the Pelicans all have 28 wins. But the difference is in the loss column. The Pelicans got two more losses than the Kings and the Spurs. And that's where it's going to become a problem. So, Black, me and you both picked the Pelicans to rise to the occasion and get that AC. They looked it real good against uh, Portland the first game. That was a pretty good game. But then they just got their brains beat in by the Clippers yesterday. So, how you feel about your pick with the Pelicans getting that A spot, man? Man, I... <laughs> and they played, they played the Jazz the first night. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I... Uh, man, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what's 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 going on. What we got going on uh, with New Orleans? I'm kind of concerned about how they're using Zion. I this kid's this kid's young, man. He's well, he's not even what 20, 20 years, 20, 21 years of age yet. No, no, no. He like, like he's he, nineteen. He's nineteen years old, man. Let this kid go play basketball. Y'all say this is a big AAU tournament, correct? This is a big AAU tournament. That's what they say. So let these let this man go out and play basketball. They keep him at a certain amount of minutes, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't like that. He, against against Utah, he should have been out there playing, man. And I didn't like the fact that um he wasn't out there on the corner. And I feel like that's probably what cost them because Zion would have made some plays in that game against Utah, and they could potentially could have won that game. But and and then the game against the Clippers, man, they. It they just ran into a team that was angry. That's what it looked like. Looked oh, like yeah. the Clippers was angry. The <laughs> yeah. Clippers was just angry, and they had it. Everybody, before, yeah. everybody was going for the Clippers. I mean, everybody. So um, that's just that what that's what it was with that. But man, I I I don't know. D like uh, Ball. I'm not seeing what I need to see from uh, Lonzo Ball. I'm not seeing what I need to see from him. Yeah, you know, and I'm not impressed with what he's doing. So he needs to he needs to get it together as well. You know, and, and then you got you got JJ. I'm impressed with JJ. JJ making his shots. Playing he's well. doing he's playing well. But they have to get Zion involved in everything that's going on. They don't need to be bringing him out. And if he just happens to step on somebody's feet, oh, let's take him out because he stepped on somebody else somebody else's foot, and it looked like that could be a problem. No, let the kid play basketball. You know, let them play basketball. They have eight games to decide. Uh, for this ace to, to get this eighth seed, mm-hmm. and you got this man sitting on the bench when every game from here on out, from one to eight, is critical. Mm-hmm. It's critical for these teams. But man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, gosh, I don't, I don't know what to expect. D, I hope that these, they, the next game and the games, is, the games after that, that they could put something together, man, and try to see if they'll even have a shot to even get by. Cause the way it's looking, man, they may not even have a chance to get by, get up and become that eighth seed. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to beat around here back. Next 
the grease. I'm not going to beat around the bullshit. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it black. What I'm seeing from a team with the New Orleans Pelicans is a team that's not playing urgent basketball. The first game, B.I. looked real good. He did. J.J. Reddy looked real good. Who else? Zoe is not playing well. Zion is limited. And this is the Pelicans' own fault. Drew Holiday looked good against the Jazz. He did, but he didn't. He had 30. Yeah, but he didn't look good at all against the Clippers yesterday. He didn't. Well, no one looked good against the Clippers yesterday. Nobody did. No one looked good against the Clippers. But look here, man. Let me say something. I know Zion Williamson didn't have opportunity to uh, scrimmage. I know he didn't have opportunity to really do much because, you know, Zion had to leave and tend to a family matter. And he was already on minutes restrictions coming back, you know, from the injury and everything. Like, I, I, I get that. I, I understand that. Zion is saying he is ready to play. Zion is saying that he is good to go, and he's only limited to playing 17 to 23 minutes. And I know you got to protect your investment. I know you have to look after your number one pick. I completely understand that. But look, I don't get it. If you have opportunity to make the playoffs, then go and make it. These are eight games here. And I'm looking at the way the Clippers are playing. I'm not believing in nothing Avery Gentry talking about. I'm not believing in nothing the general manager is talking about. I'm not believing in nothing that no one is talking about. The only player that looked like they are trying to really make something happen is J.J. Redick. And that's sad that he is the only one. So I'm off. I'm off the bandwagon. I'm off. If they make the playoffs black, then hell, I'll just be wrong as hell. But black, I'm telling you, they're not going to make it. Because the way this thing is going right now, they caught a break today somewhat. You got the Grizzlies 0-2. You got Portland going 1-1. The win Sacramento, you need them to lose. So it looked like the Sacramento Kings going to lose. But then the Spurs won today. They beat the, uh, the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. So now they're creating more turmoil that they don't need this. And this team is talented, but it's just, I'm worrisome, man. I know it's six games left. I know it is. And they, for all I know, if they go 6-0, and they might make the playoffs. But I don't see them going 6-0, man. I don't see them going 6-0, so I'm off. I'm pulling my card from the Pelicans Ooh. making the playoffs, man. And the way it's looking right now, honestly, man, it looked like Portland's going to get in. They had a knockdown, drag-out fight today with the Boston Celtics, man. And yeah, one did. shot here and there, they would have won that game. But this team is the most dangerous out of all these. Now that I'm seeing them on the court, because at first I wasn't sure about Portland. I wasn't sure. But Nurkic is hooping. Yes, he is. 21 the first game. Uh, back 28 today. They lost, but Nurkic is hoping. This team got the firepower. They got the experience. And if they keep riding the wave, I know they got a tough schedule remaining. They do, D. But they going to make it black. They so, do. Black, you still ride with the Pelicans? Man, D, it hurts me to say, man, I have to jump off here, man. <laughs> I have to jump off here because I really like the Pelicans, man. Mm-hmm. We, say, we were saying this. Mm-hmm. I really like the Pelicans. I just... I just believe in Zion. I think Zion, I believe Zion can cause some problems if you just let the kid play. Mm-hmm. If you let him play, yeah. he'll cause you some problems. The reason before before everything with COVID, when 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 the season was going on, when Zion came back, the Pelicans was winning. You know the reason why they was winning? Because of Zion. Big part of that. He was a big part of it. So they need to get him off this restriction. I know it. Like D said, you're trying to protect your investment. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But you have six games left. Mm-hmm. Why not try to let this kid play basketball to see what happened? But like D, I don't believe they can win six games straight. I just don't believe it. Don't look it. like it, man. 
I'm off the wagon, D. It hurts me because I really <laughs> like Zion. I really like yeah. the Pelicans team. Yeah, because yeah, I think they're a, a young up and coming team in the NBA. But I can't ride with them right now. Whatever, mm-hmm. with the way it's been looking the first two games, I can't. No way. No way. All right, man. So let's transition to another team, another player. Let's talk about the Houston Rockets. Okay. They had a great duel with the Dallas Mavericks on Friday night. An overtime thriller. 153 to 149. The Houston Rockets win this game. And Black, let's get straight to it. James Harden went berserk. His stat line is wild here. 49 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds for the Houston Rockets to get this win. Black. He was going crazy in the scrimmage games. <laughs> he was going crazy in the scrimmage games, and he's just bleeding over to the first game that they played. And, of course, they got the Bucs tonight, and I am eager to see what happens with the Bucs and the Rocks. I think that's a hell of a matchup there. Black, talk to me about just the volume scoring in this game, number one. And what did you think about James Harden, man, just the performance overall? Man, uh, 153 points, D. Yep. To 149. Yep. Like, these guys were scoring the ball. Yes, they like, were. James Harden, uh, I'm not surprised, D. We've been seeing this yeah, for yeah, a yeah. long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been seeing this for a long time. We've been seeing it out of Westbrook. Westbrook gave you 31 points yes, along with uh, Westbrook's. I mean, along with James Harden's 49. 31, 8, and 11 for And Westbrook. on the other side, you had this guy, uh, Trey Burke. Where did he come from? Yeah, I bet the New has, York Knicks fans are like, who the what the hell? I don't know where he came from. I'm just talking, I'm talking about the scoring these points. I hadn't even got into the players, the individual players. Just to see everybody scoring this ball. Poor Zingas had over 30. Mm-hmm. You know, this it, it it was insane to watch this. Poor Zingas had 39 points, 10 for 11 from, from the free throw line. James Harden, 49 points, 14 for 20. Uh 20, 21 times he went to the free throw line. Like, these guys, man, they were just out there scoring at will. Wasn't any defense played in this game. This was like an all-star game we was watching. Yep. But, yeah, man, like, it's scary to watch James Harden and Russell Westbrook, what they do together, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's scary to watch. Like, these guys could cause some problems in these eight games. Mm-hmm. And going into these playoffs, you have to be worried about the Houston Rockets. Yep, small Because they're playing small ball. Mm-hmm. They have P.J. Tucker playing the five. Yep. Like when he was on Porzingis, it looked unfair. <laughs> it looked unfair. It did. It did. You know, but these guys, they get to their shots, man. And they're going to shoot. They're going to live and die by the three. They're going to live and die by it. Yep. You know, and then they have either Westbrook, you know, Westbrook go inside, get his points in the paint, get into the rim, because you know that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then you have James Harden, he's just going to shoot it at a clip. Yep. And he can get to the bucket when, sometimes when he wants to. You know, and his game is so slow. It's so slow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. He's not the most athletic. Nope. None of that. But this guy can do what he wants. Yeah. You know, and it's it's crazy to see what Houston is doing. They're, they're a team that everyone needs to look out for because they could make some noise yeah. in the rest of these games and then going into the playoffs. Yeah, I was very impressed by both teams, uh, Houston and Dallas. But look, man, look, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, play so good together. They do. I mean, I know they're great friends off of the court, but it's like their styles match. It's like Chris Paul and James Harden, you saw the friction there. Mesh. Yeah. Paul George and, and, and Westbrook, they just didn't click. But it's like Westbrook and Harden, man, they match. Westbrook had 31, 8, and 11. 
31 8 and 11. That's a hell of a game. Yes, that is. James Horn scored almost 20 more points than Russell Westbrook. And almost had a triple-double, too. You got both of these guys almost getting a triple-double. 49-8-9 and nine for Harden, man. Like, look, this man is the... Look, I know I sent him home on the start, bitch, you cut. But this is the most purest score of the basketball in the game. The way he dribbles and goes side-to-side, ball between the leg, pull up, put the back to the basket, ball between the leg, pull up, Fake, 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 pull up. I'm talking about beautiful stuff. that we're, It's like an orchestra out here watching this man play. But I was just so impressed at his consistency, the volume scoring at the rate that he was scoring. It was just crazy to watch. It was crazy. And I'm just very impressed with the Houston Rockets. And let me tell you something, man. The tweet of the week that I read earlier, man, I'm worried about the supporting cast. Ain't much there for Houston. P.J. Tucker gave you seven. I know he's doing a hell of a lot on the defensive end playing against these bigs, (laughs) and he probably won't get you much. And he gave you 40 minutes. Daniel House gave you 25 and one. Mm. I mean, you got Jeff. probably won't get that from him all the time. No, you won't. Yeah. No, you won't. Jeff Green gave you 10 off the bench. Austin Rivers gave you another 10 off the bench. I'm not seeing nothing that's going to. Eric Gordon didn't play. He didn't play. But what is he? Is he going to give you the 15 or 20 I that think you need? I think he'll give you that. I think Eric going to give you that. Well, they need it. Yeah. They need it. But Houston is going to be a problem in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a problem. And I'm telling you, man, the one team that I think they can really get out of here, man, if they meet, is the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I think they can beat the Clippers in the playoffs here because the way they score, and you got a real dog who's a superstar in James Harden who don't care nothing about nobody. Nobody, yeah. but we know we'll see how it plays out. But just an excellent display of offense oh, between yeah. the Rockets and the Mavs, and more so just what James Hart was doing. I mean, this kid is impressive, man. He is just impressive, man. All right, man, let's roll down the docket here. Let's talk a little bit about the Denver Nuggets and one in particular player, Bowl Bowl Black out of Oregon. He didn't go as high in the draft as you know he was first projected to go. But now Bo Bo is getting some playing time, and I'm interested to hear what you got to say about Bo Bo. But what are you seeing with Bo Bo in the Denver Nuggets? D, I like it, man. Mm-hmm. I like it. He's a young player, and kudos to the head coach. Mm-hmm. Like you're letting this le- you're letting this guy learn the game while playing. You you don't have him not playing. He's playing mm-hmm. important minutes for the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. He's out here getting a taste of the real deal. And this guy is, he's out there like, D, I didn't know he had a shot like that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he could shoot it like that. Mm-hmm. D, he out there with his, his Kobe's on. I'm like, this, he got Kobe's on out here. Like, <laughs> he moving like he blocking shots. Like, he dribbling between his legs, getting to the cup. Yep. Like, step back, three-point shot. D, this kid, game could be a problem. Yep. It could be, it's like we looking at a tall, he could potentially be a taller KD. If his game end up being right. Okay. <laughs> he could be a taller KD. Because okay. to me, when I'm looking and I see him doing some of the stuff that he's doing, I said, this is the same, some of the same stuff KD does. Mm-hmm. Outside of maybe, you know, he, he can block, maybe block the ball a little more than KD. Mm-hmm. Maybe rebound the ball more a little KD because he's seven foot. Mm-hmm. He's a legitimate seven footer. Mm-hmm. 
I like what I'm seeing, and I love what the coaches, what what the coaching staff is doing with Bobo. Bo. Yep. They're letting this. They he, uh, he's coming off the bench like sixth or seventh man, if I'm not mistaken. D, he's getting in these games. Mm-hmm. He's he's getting a chance to make something happen on the basketball court, and I like what I'm seeing for the young kid. And I hope everything just go up from here for for him. Yeah, same here, man. We've seen a lot of Bobo um, in the scrimmage games, man, and he 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 looked at you know. Looked real good. But yesterday versus the Heat, you know, the Nuggets are 0-2 so far. They're 0-2 in this uh, restart. But I watched the Heat game yesterday with Bo Bo, man. And he played about, he played 15 minutes. He only had seven points. He had four rebounds. He had assists. And he also had a block. But this is what I'm seeing. I always like to see the players that's coming that no one's talking about. I always seen Bo Bo, his, um, his uh, highlight tapes on YouTube. I know he was hurt at Oregon, and he played a little bit there, too. But, look, there's one thing you can't teach, and that's somebody who can really score the basketball. But here's the difference with this kid. This kid is 7 feet 38. (laughs) (laughs) This kid is so tall, and he is so long. He is just unstoppable offensively. Now, yes, does he have some room to grow? He does. Does he have some tools that needs to be sharpened? Of course. But there's a couple things that I've seen with him that let me know he's going to be a problem. He putting the ball between the legs. He bringing it back between the legs. And he stepped back bucket. I said, oh. Who that remind you of? Durant. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I seen him catch the ball high. Had his back to the basket. Hold the ball. Hold the ball. Dip his shoulder low. Step back. Go back in. Pull up. Bucket. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> this boy got some sharp offensive moves. And then what else am I seeing? Blocking shots. Mm-hmm. Making it very hard. Now, of course, I see things that Bobo can work on, like his athleticism with his footwork. He got to get better at that. You know, people are blowing by him and things like that. But I'm, th- I'm saying, if the Denver Nuggets keep letting this kid play, letting him keep getting better and better and better, in another year or two, we could be looking at a real problem and what if you get in that weight room d which he will which he will and and bowl bowl is contributing to his team we know he's not a difference maker yet but i just saw some things in this game and i just wanted to show him some love they just kind of noticed just let him know if he just so happened to hear this that we notice you bowl bowl keep doing your thing and i tell you what man denver nuggets got a good young team and if they can add a piece like him in it him and joe problem Him, Joker, on that floor together, man? No, Joker was running point guard. Joker was running point guard the other day, <laughs> bringing the ball up, bro. It was, it was nuts. Now, Denver ain't won no games in this restart, and I don't think Denver's going to make it to the Western Conference Finals or anything like that, but they got a young core. They got a great coach. Malone is a great coach, and if they can, you know, keep it together, I think Denver going to cause some problems, man. Yeah. Uh, consistently. Consistently. In the Western Conference, man. We just want to show Bowl Bowl some love, man, because I just like what I'm seeing from him, all right? All right, Black, before we wrap up NBA, let's just talk about the Eastern Conference. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference, man. This conference is loaded, Black. I mean, the top five teams that I'm looking at in the in the East, man, let's just go start from the top. Of course, you got the Bucks at 54 and 12, the Raptors 47 and 18, the Celtics 44 and 22, the Heat 42 and 24. The Pacers 40 and 26. And then you got the 76ers at 39 and 27. The first six teams that I just named. Okay, the first six teams, one has clinched everything. That's the Bucks with 54 wins. But then you got the Raptors and the Celtics. There's only three games between these two teams. 
But then you got the Heat, the Pacers, and the 76ers, only two games with these teams. Black, these playoffs in the Eastern Conference are going to be very rough. They are. Very rough, Black. Do you think, and I'm saying all this about these, do you think the top-heavy teams in the East, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, and 76ers, do you think they are better? The competition is better in the East when you switch to the West top six teams, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, and Rockets. Do you think it's better? Do you think there are better teams in the East than there is in the West? Should the East have that crown of being the better competition in the West? I'm not going to say have that crown just yet. Okay. But they right there, D. Yeah. They right there because you basically, you, you got the Lake, you got the Bucks and the Lakers. Yep. The Clippers in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is, is the Clippers that much better than Toronto? It's, it's, would you say it's close? Would, it's close, it's, but Clippers you, you, are a little better. Yeah, yeah. But far as, you know, reason why I say it's it's not far apart because the way the, the Toronto plays together as a team. Right. You know, they can cause problems. But, like, who who was the third team? Uh, the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And then the third team in the East the was... Nuggets. The Nuggets. The uh, Nuggets. I have to pick... I have to pick... I have to pick Boston there. Mm-hmm. You know... So I, I don't think it's really far off. It's, it's not far off at all. It's not like it's, it's the Western Conference and then the East just blah. Right. Like you said, the, the Eastern Conference playoffs might be the most exciting playoffs we get. Yes, Some sir. of these matchups we get. Very well. You know, we know what we want to see in the West, mm-hmm. but every series that we get in the East mm-hmm. could potentially be some of the best basketball we see in the NBA playoffs. Yep. And these teams are fighting for you said the playoffs. D, I'm going these last six games. Oh yeah, these last six games gonna, gonna be, be great, real in the East. Great to watch. You got you got Miami still has to play Boston. You got the Sixers still got to play Miami. Like these teams all finna play each other. Yep. You got the Raptors in the Heat too. What Monday tomorrow night? Monday night. Like you have some good games finna happen, man. Yep. And you got this. You got the star power to go with it. Yep. On these teams, so I'm excited about the East, man. I'm 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 really more excited because you don't know what's going to happen in the East. You kind of have an idea what's going to happen in the West and what we want to see in the West, but we have no clue outside of the Bucks. You know, but anything can happen there with the Bucks. The Bucks may get a bad matchup in the playoffs, and what then? Mm-hmm. They could be knocked off. Okay, I they hear can you. be knocked off. I, I believe they can. I hear you. If they if they get one of these teams, they could be knocked off. I hear you. But we're going to see, man. I'm excited about these Eastern Conference playoffs. Yes, sir. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I feel the same way about you. I think the West is slightly better than the East, but I can't lie. It's like the matchups that I can get in the Eastern Conference playoffs, I'm more excited for than the matches I can get in the West. <laughs> but, you know, overall as a conference, I got the West being slightly better, man. But, you know, I just thought, you know, I think this is the year. I think this is the year. That both conferences, the playoffs. I think last year was pretty good too. We had some good playoff matchups in the East last year. But I think this year, man, the quality that we're going to get at the East, it's going to match in the West, bro. I think it's going to match. I think every night that we, cause, dog, the playoffs start another week or two. Mm-hmm. Like it's like right around. I think August tenth or something like that. The playoffs start. Like, bro, that's right around the corner. And I just think every single night. Back in the day, you used to be like, man, I'm not finna watch the Magic in the Nets in the playoffs. <laughs> Now, let me turn over here and check out, you know, the Spurs and the, the Lakers or somebody in the Western Conference, man. But not this year, bro. 
Like, we really going to have to pick and choose what games we going to. Well, not really. Because here at the sports desk, we have the links. So we can truly pick and choose what we want to see, man. But I just want to kind of see what you thought uh, about that, Black. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up the National Basketball Association. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. And we're going to transition over to the National Football League because your boy got a problem. So the NFL dropped their top 100 list last week, and um, it was some shockers and some surprising things in there, and a lot of rumblings of who, what player should have been above this player, what player sh- should have been above this, below this player. Just a lot of conversation. But me and Black are going to fast forward right into the top 10, and then we're going to get specifically into the top five. So I'm going to read out the top 10, Black. We're going to give our thoughts on the top 10. So we had Derrick Henry at number 10. Stephon Gilmore at number 9, which solidified him as, again, the best corner in football two years in a row. We had DeAndre Hopkins at number 8. George Kittle at 7. Christian McCaffrey at number 6. Michael Thomas (laughs) at number (laughs) 5. I can barely get it out. And then at number four, we had Patrick Mahomeboy at number four. And then at number three, we had Aaron Donald. Number two, Russell Wilson. At number one, we had Lamar, the video game, Jackson. At number one. So, Black, do you have any grief with this top ten list? Yeah, I think uh, my only thing, I, I think, I really think Pat Mahomes, uh, well, Lamar and Pat Mahomes should have been one, two. I think they should have been one, two. You know, uh, Pat Mahomes uh, shouldn't have been number four on this list. This is, he should have been over Aaron Donald. He should have been over uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's numbers are insane this year. It was insane last year, too. But uh, I'm looking at these numbers, man, and uh, Lamar numbers, man. Lamar, uh, 3,100 yards, man, 36 touchdowns, uh, 66.1 uh, completion percentage. Like, uh, this kid had an awesome year. But uh, Pat Mahomes is just the real deal overall. He's the real deal. He threw for, he, he, he threw for over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns. Which was probably down because he got hurt. I think he missed what two or three games. Two games. He missed two games and uh sixty five point nine percent completion rating. So, um, my only gripe with the with the top five is that uh Lamar and Pat Mahomes should have been one two. Okay. You done? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure you straight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The 
I, I don't even, I don't, I don't care about the top 10. I, I, look, I'll say this. Christian McCaffrey should have been number five over Michael Thomas. Christian McCaffrey should have been the top five player on this list. If you disagree, cool. I'm not even here to argue with nobody on that. I just feel Christian McCaffrey, you got a first-team all-pro player in two different positions. He needs to be a top five player on this list. I'm pinning Christian McCaffrey right in front of Michael Thomas. And, oh, by the way, I know Michael Thomas broke a record this year, but DeAndre Hawkins is a better receiver. Okay, I'm going to leave that there. Stephon Gilmore, the best corner in the league. Cool. No argument there. Derrick Henry being number 10 at uh, running back. Uh, hey, no problem, bro. I'm not. No problem, bro. I understand what he did last year and how he carried the Titans to uh, uh, the AFC Championship game. No issues there. So let's get down to business. Can anybody explain to me why Aaron Donald, why Aaron Donald is at number three on this list? Can anybody explain to me why Patty Mahomes boy is number four on this list? Can anybody explain to me why Russell Wilson is number two on this list? Okay, we're going to start there. I'll get to Lamar in a second. Hmm. It is a god-awful, god-awful disgrace. That Patrick Mahomes is not ranked higher than Aaron Donald and Russell Wilson. Now, I am a fan of Russell Wilson. And I do believe Russell Wilson is a top three quarterback in this league. And he had a hell of a year. He did. He had it. The Seattle Seahawks went to the playoffs. They got to the second round. But they also went home in the second round out there in Lambeau. What did Aaron Donald do last year? What did he do? Not much. <laughs> his numbers were down. Yep. He still had a bunch of tackles. I get it. His sack numbers were down. Yep. What did Aaron Donald do? Is Aaron Donald deserving of being highly, high, higher rated than Khalil Mack? <laughs> Is he? I missed a question. Is Aaron Donald... Better than Khalil Mack right now. I uh, Go look at the numbers, folks. I'm done with that part of the discussion. The mere fact, the mere fact that Russell Wilson and Aaron Donald are number two and number three on this list and the Super Bowl winning $500 million man who has been won an MVP who has been in two consecutive AFC Championship games. And by the way, he's only started three years. Excuse me. He's only started two years. Two. And the reason he didn't go to the Super Bowl last year is because of the, the overtime rules in the NBA and the NFL are terrible. And he didn't even get to touch the ball. It is god-awful. It is god-awful. That this man is ranked number four on this list. I almost threw the TV through the room and through my screen. The, the road, I can't even talk. <laughs> I almost threw the remote through the TV when I'm 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 sitting in my bed and I'm like, okay, you know, I already know what this list is about. And then they show Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, oh Kelsey. I'm thinking Travis Kelsey's the number four player on this list. Because they're showing a whole bunch of Kelsey stuff. 
And then I see more, more and more players. I said, they, I said, I know they ain't got. I know they ain't got Patrick Mahomes at number four. I know they ain't got Patrick Mahomes at number. I know they ain't got Patrick Mahomes at number four. And by God, they did. Whoever came with this, you should be ashamed of yourself. You sicken me. <laughs> you sicken me. Now let's get down to it. Lamar <laughs> Jackson, don't do it. Had a hell of a year last year. <laughs> this man won the MVP. Percentage-wise, throwing a football up there, best in the league. Russian, just, just video game player. His team had the best uh, record in football. They, the Ravens, you know, great season by the Baltimore Ravens. Hell of a season. Lamar Jackson, all-world player. But we got to stop this, bro. We got to stop this, bro. Did Lamar Jackson make it to the AFC Championship game last year? And the last time we saw Lamar Jackson against Tennessee Titans, how did he play? He was terrible. He was terrible. Patrick Mahomes, did you see? Did, we, did you see what Patrick Mahomes did to the Tennessee Titans? And then Patrick Mahomes went on to go to the Super Bowl. And then Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl MVP. And y'all mean to tell me this man is the number one player in the league? He's the number one player in the league. Lamar Jackson is the best athlete in the league. But Lamar Jackson is not a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. That is disgusting. He is not a better quarterback. He's a better athlete. Yes, of course he is. But he ain't no better quarterback, dog. And this is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. Patrick Mahomes should have been the number one player on this list. And then Lamar Jackson should have been number two. Cedric Farr and Black just jumped on me in a text message the other day. And both of them is Lamar, 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 Lamar. Cool. Cool. I ain't got no beef with Lamar. But I saw what my, my eyes seen. My eyes seen. So if we talk about the whole season, Lamar Jackson didn't get to the AFC title game, beloved. Sorry, Freddie Bricks. He did not make it. He went home in a home playoff game after going 14 and 2. That has to count. That has to count, bro. So again, and I'm gonna kick it back off the black man. Thanks to Grizz. The who was Lamar Jackson is a better athlete. <laughs> but Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. And I'm I'm good on that. I'm good. What you got, Black? D. Yeah, what's up? I don't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. This list is about players, individuals. Facts. Correct? Yeah. D, who was the best player in the NFL last year? Who was the what? Who was the best player in the NFL last year? Patrick Mahomes. The whole year? The Patrick, whole year? Patrick Mahomes. Even missing two football games? I mean, I don't, you can't. I ain't consider injury, huh? I ain't considering injury. You don't consider that. Mm -mm. So all year from week one to week sixteen, he was the best player in the NFL. You talking about the whole year? The whole year. And you talking about the playoffs too? I'm yeah. talking. Put that in there. Put that D, in there. D. What's he up? He was not, bro. Okay. He was not. All right. Lamar Jackson was the overall best player in the league all last right. year. Okay. And the NFL got that right. Okay. They got that right. Okay. This guy, the stuff that we's doing in year uh -huh. one as a full starter. Uh-huh. Did the same thing that Pat Mahomes did, correct? Mm -hmm. Huh? Won an MVP? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. 
won MVP, right? Mm-hmm. He did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. D, mm-hmm. the things that this guy was doing, no disrespect to Pat Mahomes. I love Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes. I do. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that we seen from Lamar Jackson was incredible. Mm-hmm. His was. team was the best team in the league all of last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had the best record. They was the best team in football okay. last year in the regular season until the playoffs started. But I don't. I really don't think this list is based on what happens in the playoffs. It was based on last year. It's, ba- it's based off of last it's year. The, it's, it's based off the regular season from last no, year. No, man. It's based on the whole season. <laughs> I not, don't give me regular it's season. Not, it's not. Okay. It's not. Right. It's not based on what happened in the playoffs. Okay. These lists are made while the regular season is going on. But then that's ridiculous then. <laughs> while the regular season is going on. Well, that's ridiculous then if it's not based on the that's whole what year. That's what, that's what they base it off of. Look, man. These guys are in season recording this while the season is going on then that's stupid then <laughs> look D I understand I'm, I'm with you with Pat Mahomes I'm with you but he was not the best NFL football player last year alright he was not okay Lamar Jackson was alright he has the numbers to show it he has right. the MVP to show it right. and you know what D that was his first full year starting okay his first full year okay now right. you if you basing it off what happened in the playoffs, okay, D, I understand that. It's part you of the season. You got your gripe. It's, it's, you, get, you have your gripe with it's him part of the not season. being number one. It's part of the season. But most, but most people, maybe not you and Fred, no. but most people are going to tell you Lamar Jackson was the best football player last year. Well, you know what, Black? Guess what? Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Nobody forgot. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. Look, man, I love Lamar. And if you just happen to hear some more, I love you, bro. You are a phenomenal, phenomenal talent, phenomenal player, phenomenal quarterback. But I am sorry. I am sorry, dog. The NFL players got this wrong. <laughs> they didn't, bro. They got this wrong. No, and if they base it off the regular season, that is poppycock. That is Pootie Tang. <laughs> this need to be based on week one through the Super Bowl. How many, how many highlights from, uh, from playoff them they had in the top 100 of them players? I, I, don't, top remember. Five. I don't remember. See, you see any, I don't remember. I don't remember. why you didn't see No, I didn't say I didn't see. I said I didn't footage. remember. I said I didn't remember. You didn't see much at sure all. That, I'm pretty sure it's something there. You didn't see much at sure all. I'm pretty sure it's something there. But they need to get it together. <laughs> So yeah, NFL top 100. You know, it was it's a cool thing, and I get what they're doing. It's okay. We we know who the best player is. Pat Mahomes is not going to be the best player every year. Every year, this man still was hurt. He still didn't play the full 16 game season. He didn't do that. Why you keep mentioning that? Lamar like, why, Jackson. He didn't. Okay, it's the what, truth. Well, what matters? It's the, what, it's what the best player from week one to week 16, and that was Lamar. But what does that matter though? Because he that missed was two Lamar. Games. What does that matter? Because he missed D, two games. He he missed games, bro. So and that means he can't be number one. And, and, it, and it was games that he that he struggled in in the regular season. Who? Pat Mahomes. What game? You it was games. It was games he struggled in. Huh? In the regular season. Huh? Numbers, his numbers are down, D. You didn't see it. Huh? I got to tell you his numbers again. Huh? He threw for over 4,000 yards. He only had 26 touchdowns. Huh? He threw for 50 the year before. Huh? His numbers are down. Huh? What? <laughs> okay. What? I'm just saying. The proof's in the pudding, bro. What? The proof's in the what? pudding. The proof's in the pudding. What? I hear you saying what, but the proof's in the pudding. His numbers Y'all are down. Forgot, 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 forgot. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot.
<laughs> so you know, <clears throat> you know, that's just how I feel about it, though. I just want, I just want to see if I'm, I'm, I just want to see if I'm making a mistake here. Shout out Lamar. Twenty six touchdowns, year four thousand yards passing. Uh-huh. We know he can throw the ball. He's going to throw for four thousand, five thousand yards. What did Lamar almost do? Almost every year in his career. What you mean? What yeah, did what, he do? What, what, what are his yards? He do for he do for thirty one hundred yards, thirty six touchdowns, sixty six point one completion. Uh, okay. Completion rating. All right. Don't sound Come too much. On, be- man. Don't sound too much better than Patty to me. What you mean? He, he, Ten more touchdowns than him. Pat Mahomes threw for a thousand more yards. So what? So what? Oh wow! Okay, so cool. What? Okay, cool, black. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm, 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 I'm just baffled. I'm, I'm just, I'm. It's, it's baffling to me that we even having this discussion because uh-huh. we said through the whole year who was the best player in the NFL. We only saying this because what we seen the greatness of Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. It's just part of the season, ain't it? It's, yes, this is a part of the season, but it's right, not then. based on that. All right, then. It's not based on that. Okay. That's not what the top 100 is based on. Well, they need to change what it's based off. Well, they can't. They're they not to. going to change it. The NFL the need best to do it. 100 players from week one to week 16. Who was the best football players? Yo, D, who was the best football forgot, player forgot, from week forgot, one to week 16? Lamar Jackson. Yo, must have forgot, 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 forgot. He lied. Yo, must have forgot, forgot, forgot. So yeah, so Cedric I got- Farr, I know you're going to comment on this. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> I cannot wait. I yeah, cannot wait. You know, you know, say it like the boost stuff up too, because I see what he said. He be saying that text. Somebody get him black. Tell him black. <laughs> you know, I know. I was going to say that anyway. As soon as I you put it out there, I was like, hold on, bro. Yeah. I I agree with you with Pat Mahomes, but he was not the best player. In the NFL last year. Okay. From week one Y'all to week sixteen. Forgot, 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 forgot. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. He lied. All right. <clears throat> so that's pretty much it for the NFL. Just say, <laughs> just, just, just say firestorm of 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 opinions here about who should have been the number one player. And you know, hey, you know, I love Lamar Jackson. You know, I'm going to get his jersey and put it up in his studio. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm such a big fan of the man. And, and um, it's no disrespect to you, uh, Lamar, but I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> the way Patrick Mahomes' season ended versus the way your Bruh. season ended, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going <laughs> to leave it there. All righty. So we're going to transition into some college football. And boy, is this one going to be fun. Hey, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So let's get into it, man. We've been itching to talk about some uh college football and boy do we have a bunch 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 of news to talk about today so man where do i kick off where do i kick off man with the college football let's just go ahead and start with what the conferences are doing all right so i think the big 10 and the pac 12 were the first conferences to come out maybe maybe a month ago they say that they're not going to do they're only going to do conference games they came out and said that and they just kind of left that there and then throughout the next few weeks and last week, we start getting more information, man. So let's go ahead and read it out. So as of right now, the Big 12 is scheduled to start on August the 29th. The Big 10 is scheduled to start September 5th. 
The ACC is scheduled to start on September 7th. The Pac-12 is scheduled to start not before September 19th, so they don't have a definite date. And then the SEC is saying that they are scheduled to start September the 26th. So all the Power 5 conferences have came out and said, you know, hey, this is when we're starting, this is when we're playing. So all of these teams have came out and said, this is how we're going to determine who plays for the conference championship. Basically, the top two teams with the best winning percentage in the conference are going to play for their respective conference championship. Now, the ACC have added, added a wrinkle, wrinkle. You got Notre Dame joining the conference this year, and they are eligible to play for the ACC and win the SEC crown this year. And um, a lot of teams are picking up, a lot of conferences are picking up the plus one option, Black, like the ACC, the Big 12. The Pac-12 is even considering the plus one option. Even the Big 10 is considering the plus one option. But you know what conference, Black? Is not considering the plus one option black. Uh, what conference is that, D? That is the mighty, mighty fraudulent SEC. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that in a second, but I just want to kind of throw that out there. But black, let's kick it back to you. How do you feel about all the news and the conference only play and how the conference championship, conference champions, uh, the conference participate, the conference championship participating participators are going to be selected. Excuse me for fumbling. How do you feel about this new brand of college football? This is weird, D. Yeah. It's weird, man. But I know because of uh, everything with COVID-19, man, yeah. everything is getting flipped around here. Like, uh, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I'm yeah. really interested to see how this go. Uh, I love the plus one. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure on the, the details of the plus one. I don't know if that's they one plus one. Out. Or someone out of conference you get to play. Or yeah, it's, if they still you had a non-conference game, you get to add them on to the schedule. Yeah, it's still coming I'm, out. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how the plus one works. But um, overall, man, with the Pac-12 and the ACC coming out with their schedules, we're still waiting on the Big Ten and the SEC to come out with theirs. I'm interested to see how, how this happens. And some of the schedules that we get, got, uh, the ACC, some of these, some of these games are wild. Mm -hmm. The schedule is wild, but, uh, I'm very interested. I'm a college football fan, you know, more than the NFL. So I'm intrigued, really intrigued by this to see how this works out. Yeah, man. I think it's, um, I think it's dope. Actually. I think it's kind of like a kind of high school type feel. You got 10 games. You got 10 games, and you got a conference championship, and you got a bowl game. Now, I'm not really sure how they're going to do the bowl games. I'm not sure how they're going to do the playoff. I would assume they're thinking they got a lot more time to work on uh, the playoff and the bowl games because heaven, hopefully, there'll be a vaccine or something in place uh, for the coronavirus, and maybe we can get our bowl games. Maybe we can get our college football playoff, you know, the way that we're used to having it. Maybe we can, but... um. I think it's going to be weird, but I also think it's going to be more uh, entertaining because now you just got these conference foals playing week in and week out to determine who's going to play for the conference championship. And I'm actually looking forward to it. And I am bummed that we're not going to get Ohio State and Oregon. I am bummed that we're not going to get USC and Alabama. I am bummed that we're not going to get Florida State and West Virginia. I am bummed that we're not going to get these big time opening games that we're used to getting to start the season. But let me tell you something, man. You do have some intriguing things in the ACC, and we're going to go ahead and kick off um, with Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame coming in and playing um, uh, in the ACC this year. And look, man, they have a there's some unique matchups with Notre it Dame. Is. And off the rip, the ACC must have said, "Hey, we're gonna do you guys a favor, Notre Dame. We're not only we're gonna give you Clemson and Florida State at home, so they don't have to go to Dope. They don't have to go to uh, Death Valley. You know, they get them at home, man. But then on the road, man, you know they." You yeah. got a, you got an intriguing team, you know, with North Carolina, but outside of that, man, nobody. I don't really see anything. But just the mere fact that they got Clemson, Florida State this year is pretty dope. You know, pretty dope. The ACC, you got Miami. Uh, don't look like Miami's playing Notre Dame this year. They're not going to play them this year. So, um, but if the schedule, they have the little home and away game. So let's go ahead and talk about our Florida State Note Seminoles, man. Let's go ahead and talk about it. So our home games will be Clemson, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pitt, and Virginia. On the road, we have Duke, Louisville, Miami, NC State, and Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame. All right, now we don't know how these games are going to go, but Black, just off hearing that, you know that your team has an opponent this year. Now, we don't know who our plus one is going to be, but we do know who it's not going to be, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But um, how do you feel about that, man? The schedule that you see Florida State knowing it's all ACC opponents and a potential plus one here. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Gauntlet, Gauntlet D. Mm-hmm. Like, this schedule is <laughs> it's tough, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how these games are going to be scheduled out. Like you said, we, right. this only, we only see home and away. But I want to say we got Clemson at home. We never play well against Georgia Tech. Never. North Carolina is up and coming. Mac Brown got North Carolina playing coming. Well. Yep, playing well. And if you guys who don't follow recruiting and follow no Mac Brown, he's coming. <laughs> and they have a hell of a quarterback, up and coming quarterback, and Sam Howell, who decommitted from Florida State University <laughs> to go to North Carolina. Yes. They're coming. Uh-huh. We also have Pitt, who is who's been in the ACC championship game against Clemson, but got waxed, but they sold somehow win their win their side some some years last year. West Virginia won it. I mean Virginia won it, but the year before that it was Pitt. But this schedule D, I don't like it. And then on the road we go to Notre Dame, we go to Miami, which is a rivalry game. So that's a pick 'em game now, because we don't know what we're going to get from our nose this year. So we, I don't know D. I don't like this schedule. I'm uh, I'm nervous about this schedule. That's why I like the plus one, because I'm hoping that the plus one could be a West Virginia. We, well, we know it's not going to be Florida. We know that. But I was thinking if, if this would have went the right way for Florida State in the regular schedule, that we could have been 3-0 and by the time that we seen the Miami Hurricanes. Yep. That was, that was my thought on this schedule. I thought we could have beat West Virginia and then beat Samford. And then go up to Boise and sneak out a win there in Boise. Mm-hmm. And then I think we had Miami after that. Mm-hmm. So we would have been 3-0. D, I just don't know right now. Mm-hmm. How is it how is going to go? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited to watch and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But my nose, they, out of, out of, these, out of the, all the teams in the ACC, they might have the toughest, toughest schedule here to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame. They blessed them that first year in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Basically, you gave them the defending national champion. Well, not defending, but uh, two championships in the last three years. Three years, the Clemson Tigers at home. Mm-hmm. 
and then their toughest road test is North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They have Boston College. Mm-hmm. Win. Pitt. Win. Virginia. Win. Oh, all no, on the road. pretty good last year. They lost a lot. Though. All on the road. So I'm intrigued to see what happens with this schedule, D. But overall, I like how everyone's playing everybody. It's like you said, it's like other than like Miami and a few other teams, mm-hmm. some teams are not playing each other. But overall, most, most of the teams are playing everybody. And I like that about this schedule. But Florida State's schedule, man, it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at this thing maybe like 10 to 20 times since D sent it to me. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Yeah. Now I'm ready to see how these matchups are going to go on this schedule. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it all, man. Um, the ACC, the way they got it laid out. And then the Pac-12, they've also laid out. Uh, the Pac-12 took a step further. They got what date? These teams are playing and home the and away and the bye. And the bye. So yeah. they, they, they're they a step ahead. So I'm assuming all the other conferences are getting on track here. But, you know, I like Florida State's schedule. This you is do? A good, yeah, this is a good test for Norvell and to see where our program is. Yeah, to see. I, look, man, we got talent here. It's a gauntlet, D. I know. We got talent here. And if Norvell can coach, if he has the right coaching staff, he can really coach, if he can really lead a program, this is what I want to see. I want to see how our kids respond to Norvell. I want, to kid, I want to see how our kids respond to the new coaching staff. I want to see what we really made of. We've been through hell at Florida State the last two years, man. It's been very, very bad. We got a breath of fresh air with a new head coach. You know, we got some good seniors coming back, some good leadership, new faces, great talent in, in the freshman area. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Norvell can do. And why not go to Notre Dame? Why not take your kids up to Notre Dame and fight? See, I'm all up. Look, I want to win, of course. I don't celebrate losses, but I do celebrate, boy, my team fought. I got a young team. I got a new head coach, and these boys fought. And if Florida State mess around and spin off a nine win season, if we lose to Clemson and we lose to Notre Dame, and we mess around and go eight and two this year, that's possible. I don't know if Kyle's a tough team. We go eight and three, that's possible. Mm-hmm. That's something now we can build on and we can uh, uh, go to the future with that. I just want to see if Norvell can turn us around so we can be a respectable opponent again. We struggled, man, the last two years. Yeah. Last year was very, very bad, but I'm just intrigued to see, just to see if Norvell can really coach and if he is a true leader of men. And this is the perfect opportunity for that. I'll take a nine and one season. I'll take a eight and two season. I'll take a seven and three season. I will. That'll let me know that we're going into the right direction. I know Clemson going to be tough and Notre Dame going to be tough. Like I said, I know that. Okay, I already know. North yeah. Carolina going to be tough. Yeah. So let's see what we made of. And I'm excited to see. Yeah, D. I was, I was, on, I was on the lines of taking baby steps with uh, Norvell. I got you. Because we seen, we seen Willie Tiger thrown into the fire. Okay. And that didn't work out. That okay. didn't work out really well for him. Okay. But I'm with you. Like, long as we, as long as I'm seeing fight. And see if these boys can fight through some of these games, which are going to be tough. Yeah, just fight. Compete. Just fight. Compete. Just compete. You know, I'll be satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. That's, that'll, that, that'll show me a whole lot because the last, two, the last two years, Florida State didn't have much fight. It was games they gave up on. Embarrassing. It was games they didn't want to make plays, certain plays. Embarrassing. Players giving up on plays. Players giving up on one another. Mm-hmm. Players giving up on their coaches. Like, that's not what you want to see in football. And... If we if it's everything that we're hearing about Norvell that he's one of the best leader of men, hopefully we'll get to see that mm-hmm. when Florida State runs this gauntlet of a schedule this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <sighs>
to get Black. <laughs> We're talking a lot of college football, man. I mean, you know, a lot of plus ones. There's a rivalry that um me and you live and die for every year. We breathe it in, we breathe it out every year. It's the one time of year when we can really just act the fool and really pledge our allegiance to our school against another school. And that other school is the University of Florida. And that school is a part of the SEC. And the big, bad, fraudulent, that's right, the big, bad, fraudulent conference, in the, as known as the SEC, will allegedly not pick up a plus one. And a lot of Atlantic Coast Conference ADs, have came out and said, wow, it's, it's a real shame that the one game that's not going to take place in the conference looks like. It looks like we're headed down this way. Now, it hadn't been confirmed, and it's not official, but it's looked like, it's looking like the rivalry between Florida and Florida State will not happen this year. And that's because the mighty, mighty, fraudulent SEC believes that their conference, their conference and the teams that they play year in and year out, that's all. That's all we need. That's it. We don't, we, we can't have any other inner scrimmage games, out of conference games. No, 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 no. I talked to some Florida fans. Some Florida fans say, man, we, we play LSU. Man, we, 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 we might play Auburn. I mean, by God, what if they put Alabama on our Oscar? I'm sorry. Year in and year out, all y'all do is holler. Holler, holler, holler. We got the best competition. We're the best. The, the weakest teams in the SEC can go blow out the best teams in the ACC. Can blow out the best teams in the Pac-12. That's all we hear. But lowly old Florida State up there in Tallahassee, Florida. Florida Gator fans. Y'all mean to look a Florida State fan and I say, oh man, we got to worry about LSU. We got to worry about this. We got to worry about that. We don't got time to worry about Florida State. Really? Really? Well, if you ain't got time to worry about Florida State, then why you ain't playing us this year then? I'm going to have fun with this, SEC fans. I'm going to have fun with this one. Your whole conference? Because y'all play Missouri. They suck. Y'all play Kentucky. They suck. Y'all play Tennessee. They suck. Y'all play Arkansas. They suck. It's a bunch of teams in the SEC that are treated to dash. <laughs> You're top-heavy, SEC. Your top heavy, Alabama, your LSU, your Auburn, your Florida, your Georgia, your top heavy. Who else is any good? I only named five teams at your conference, and you got 12. <laughs> oh, D, and uh, lowly ACC, who did Clemson beat for both of their national championships? Uh, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> and you would consider Alabama to be. The best team in the ACC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By nine? Yeah. Yeah. But Clemson beat them. Clemson beat them. But we just them. the lowly ACC. Yeah. So how, uh, many, how many national championships does, does the ACC have in the past three years? Oh, we got two. We got two. 
You know by who? Clemson. Clemson. The best team you know, probably college football. But you know what we hear year in and year out? Yeah. Well, Clipson doesn't play anybody during the regular season, no, so no. they're ready to go when oh, it's playoff no, time. No, they don't play anybody. Oh, the SEC schools are all beat up when once Clemson plays them, so they just have their way. Yeah, 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 yeah. They all We it. just have their way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clemson yeah. just has their way. Yeah. But we beat them all. <laughs> the ACC has beaten them all in the playoffs. <laughs> beaten them all. I believe Clemson has the most championships out in the playoff since it started. I believe they do. Let me say this. Florida Gators, I'm talking specifically to you. I'm not talking about the rest of the SEC. I don't care what they do. We was already on this roller coaster saying this could be Florida's year, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. The SEC doesn't do, want to do a plus one. But Florida wants to show this year that they're the team to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. So if I go on Twitter and I hear it in text messages, oh, man, I heard they could add, add Alabama. I heard they could add yeah. Auburn. Yeah. I heard that they could, add, they could add a Texas A&M. Yeah. Florida, this is supposed to be y'all year, right? You should want to show what you could do against those teams, correct? Florida, are you scared of Bama? Florida, are you scared of are you scared of Texas A&M? Florida, are you scared of Auburn? Didn't you just beat Auburn last year? Thanks to Grace. Didn't you just beat Auburn last year? Mm-hmm. And now you're worried and don't want to do a plus one because potentially Alabama and Auburn and A&M can be added on to your schedule? Mm-hmm. What is Florida State going to do? Yeah. Y'all was going to put a 50 spot on us this year, right? Anyway. So that's easy money. Why not add us? That's easy money for y'all, right? This is supposed to be the national championship year, right? This is supposed to be the year Florida gets back on top, correct? D, what, the, in, in the times that we did talk about college football on these episodes, what were we saying? This could be Florida year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, playoff year. But now we're complaining about plus ones and playing Florida State. When we missing Florida State on y'all schedule, y'all didn't even want to bother with that name. So why not add them? Mm-hmm. That's an easy win, right? That's a scrimmage for y'all, correct? Florida fan told me they rather they uh they got to play Arkansas. That's what the Florida fan told me. They said they we, they gonna add Arkansas to our schedule. I said they gonna add Arkansas, but y'all want to play Florida State? Yeah, the I don't get is, it. The teams that you, the team that you don't. Just happened so to demolish the last two years. Yeah. But you scared to play us. Yeah. Let me tell you something right now. I don't give a shit what they have on y'all schedule. I don't care about coronavirus switching things up. If the Florida Gators do not make it to a playoff, I'm giving every single one of you Florida fans hell. And I'm not going to stop. And I'm not going to stop. Fred, Cedric Farr, Everybody else that uh everybody else that I know that's Florida fans, you're gonna hear shit from me if you do not make it to the playoffs. I don't wanna hear anything. Cause you know what? You know what I wasn't hearing from Georgia fans? And before all this happened, you know who had the toughest schedule in college football this year? The Georgia Bulldogs. <clears throat> they play everybody, but they seem to find a way to be somewhere near the playoff the past three years. 
But no, Florida fans think they have it so sweet this year. Oh, man, since we adding all these tougher teams, we don't need Florida State. Mm-hmm. But y'all going to be the team to beat this year. Y'all the team of destiny this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dan Mullen going to get you to the promised land. Mm-hmm. You have the talent. You have the recruiting. You have everything in place that you need to become national championships. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Retina D, and I want everybody to remember this. If Florida does not win a national championship this year, I'm dogging every Florida fan there is. Mm-hmm. Since you don't want to add a plus one. And, and Florida State? That's nothing for y'all. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. It's a shame that that rivalry may not play this, may not happen this year. I would think if I'm a, the Florida AD, that I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that these rivalry games get played. Like, this is an interstate rivalry. Like, like forget SEC and ACC. This is state bragging rights. And due to the mere fact that this game might not happen, I think it's a shame. And I blame the whole SEC. I blame the whole SEC. All of the all of the presidents, all of the commissioners, all of this. I, I don't care nothing about the other uh I don't care nothing about the other rivalry games. I'm talking about Florida, Florida State. Hey, what are we really talking about here? What teams are we talking about in the SEC that everybody you have to not schedule games? Who are we talking about? Do we consider do we consider AM to be an elite team of the SEC? Do we consider them to be elite? Mm-hmm. Do we consider Auburn to be elite? Mm-hmm. We consider them to be elite team in the SEC? Mm. Do we really consider those teams other than Alabama, LSU, supposedly Florida, mm-hmm. and Georgia? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? You're talking about three or four teams here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't sit here and say that AM and I can't sit here and say that AM and Auburn. Or elite teams in the ACC right now. Mm-hmm. Not to me, they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you want to complain about not having a plus one. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is for it. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't the Why doesn't the SEC want to do it? They're fraudulent. Cause you're scared. They're fraudulent. You're scared. Look, what are you afraid of? Yeah, I, I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna blame the schools per se. But I also know the ADs and all them got something to do with this. And the commissioner of the SEC who has something to do with this. And I seen what the ACC had to say. The ACC was the first one to break the news that the SEC wasn't going to do the plus one. And they fans already know it. But you know how Florida fans rock. Oh, man, we might have to play Alabama. Oh, man, we might have to play Texas A&M. Oh, man, we might have to play Auburn. Okay, it's only 10 games. A plus one, you're not going to be able to play all of those. You're not going to be able to play all of those. So I just I just got a big problem with this conference <laughs> basically putting themselves above each and everybody else because for some reason, don't get me wrong, the SEC, they had a time where they were the best conference, no doubt about it. They had the most talent. They were the hard-hitting games. SEC, they was it. Of course, I'm going to acknowledge that. But I don't think the gap is that big anymore between the SEC and everybody else. So the SEC commissioner, if you just so happen to hear this, all of the SEC ADs, if you just so happen to hear this, go ahead and grow your set and get a plus one and make sure y'all play 11 games so we can get off Florida, Florida State rivalry because I don't know who's who going to win the game. Florida should beat Florida State this year, but I don't want to miss my opportunity to talk trash. I don't want to miss my opportunity to, to get on Freddie Bricks nerds, Cedric Farr nerds, James Dangerman nerds, Charles Evans nerds. I don't want to miss my opportunity. But it looks like I will. 
Blake got something. You, you want to know something, and I'm done with this here, man. With the SEC, with Florida, <laughs> fans, I'm done with it. Did we get to you? You called off all the start dates here. Yeah. You called off all the start dates. Yep. So you're telling me that we have to wait till the end of the month to see an SEC game. The end of September. September 26 is when the when the SEC wants to kick off their season. Mm-hmm. You know why they're playing that late? Because they don't want to add a plus one. <laughs> yep. It's sad, everybody, man. Everybody else, everybody else is starting their season at the end of August or early September. Sad, man. But the old SEC. The old SEC. Oh, we're royalty, so we just going to start ours on September 26th. They aggravating, bro. The SEC is an I'm, aggravating conference. I'm, I'm over it, bro. I, don't, I do not understand. I need someone. Y'all hit me up, man. I need to understand. Y'all need someone to break this down. Yeah. Said, maybe Fred, maybe some, one of y'all can break this down to me why the yeah. SEC is going, these, going this way with the, with the schedule and the date they're going to start. Yeah. What's going on? I need to know. I need answers. Yeah, they aggravating, bro. I need answers. I really do. Because I'm confused here. We're here. Both of us, we're confused. We need to know so we can bring it to the sports desk and give it to everybody else. Yeah, they're aggravating, bro. That's all I got on them. (laughs) The SEC, they're just an aggravating conference. They fans are aggravating. Like, like, come on, man. Like, come on. Let's get it right. Let's get it tight, baby. So I know some SEC listeners out there are not going to be too happy with me and Black Air. But hey, we welcome any type of conversation. Any type of uh, commentary, we welcome it here at the Sports Desk. All right, man, we're going to get into some other news. And, man, we are going to get on out of here, man. All right, let's get it. All right, Black, let's talk, man. So in the National Football League, we got some NFL training camps opening up. Looks like the Buffalo Bills. The Dallas Cowboys, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've seen a few teams opened up teams, uh, people getting their pictures and their jerseys and their uniforms this year. So the NFL is slowly ramping it up with training camp. All right, some interesting news at the UFC. Khabib Nagurmanov. Uh, Khabib lost his father, unfortunately, to COVID-19 just a couple of weeks ago. And um, Khabib says he is going to honor his father's wishes. And his father doesn't want him to fight more than 40 fights. Khabib is 38 and 0, I believe, right now. And he has two fights left on his contract. Khabib says he will retire after these next two fights. So his next fight is Justin Gaethje. And he will like his last opponent to be George St. Pierre, his idol in mixed martial arts. And Dana White says he's going to do everything in his power to make that fight happen. We could get Khabib and GSP in 2021. All right. Patrick Mahomes spending some of that 500 million. He is now part owner. He has some ownership stake with the Kansas City Royals. That is a big move for this kid to invest in something like this and even have the opportunity, man, to do something like that. So shout out Pat Mahomes, man. That 500 million going to make him a billionaire. Uh, before he 35 years old, probably, man. Dope, dope move from him. Uh, Joe Burrow, the number one pick in this year's draft, has signed his contract. $36 million deal, $24 million guaranteed. So Joe Burrow is officially signed and ready to get to work for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Joey Bosa is now the highest paid defensive player in football history. He signed a $135 million deal with the Chargers and is getting $102 million guaranteed. We know Miles Garrett just got $100 million guaranteed just a couple of weeks ago. So these defensive ends are Get getting money, paid. And I'm talking about big time money. That's <laughs> dope. All right, last but not least on the list, we got the great Earl Spence returning to the ring. The former uh, WBO welterweight champion will be facing Danny Garcia on November 21st on pay-per-view. Big fight. Glad to see Earl Spence black back. Black, what you got to add today? We got some more big fights in boxing happening, man. Yeah, man. man. Uh, Showtime released their schedule for the rest of the year for boxing, man. And I mean, they got some good fights on here. We get both of the Charlo twins back September 26th. Charlo! Both of them will be defending their crowns. We also get D, D's guy, Mr. Javante Davis yes, back sir, in the ring yes, on pay-per-view against a good, good challenger in Leo Santa Cruz. Okay. And that'll be on pay-per-view okay. October 24th. Right. So y'all look out for these fights, man, we got coming up, man. And there's going to be more to announce as we come. Put that mini man right out for a second, man. That's hard, that's hard. All right, man, appreciate that, Black, for getting us hyped for fights, man. I like them Charlo boys. Oh yeah, I like them Charlo boys. I, I know you. Boy. I know you're a little more interested in what Javante. Oh yeah, do, I love Javante. Yeah, I love yeah. Javante, man. So I'm gonna be tuned in. <laughs> yeah, you know Earl Spence. Glad to see he back. We all know Earl Spence had a crazy, crazy car accident, man, uh, earlier this year, man. So glad to see. He yeah, back. and it was some news that I I wanted to let everybody. I don't know if everyone knew this, but it just came out when they announced this fight mm-hmm. that we didn't hear about. Uh, Earl Spence mm-hmm. in that fight and in, in that accident that uh, that he got into, Earl Spence broke his jaw. Yeah, yeah. So him and yeah. him and uh, Danny Garcia was supposed to fight early January. Yeah, but it got pushed back because of the accident, accident and then yeah. even more because they didn't know if his jaw was fully healed. Yeah. So no. that was a piece of news that didn't get out until mm-hmm. now. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. This fight is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. We don't know how we don't know how Earl Spence is going to respond. Nope. We don't after this car accident. So I'm excited to see. And then both Charlo twins, I just looked at it. Both Charlo twins, twins will be on the same pay-per-view. They oh, both dope. will be headlining the pay-per-view. Yeah, I like when they fight on the same card, man. I just like what they doing, man, with the Charlo twins, man. How they handle their business, how they go about things. Like, I, I just like the Charlo twins, man. Hopefully they can stay focused yeah. and continue to build and continue to win and, you know, be those next pay-per-view attractions, man, because yeah. both of those, uh, those guys are very, very talented, man. So, all right, man, so that's going to wrap up episode 69 of the Sports Desk, man. Had a lot of fun today. Yes, we did. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be on the lookout, man, for me and Black's uh, little commercial that we did, man, promoting promoting the Sports Desk. Me and Black going to be doing a lot more things uh, with the camera. Y'all going to be seeing a lot more of us on YouTube and Instagram TV. And go check out the vlogs. Me and Black, we put out two vlogs uh, for the sports desk. The one with the fly socks and tees and one for episode uh, 68. Oh, and shout out Marcel. Yeah, shout few, out to my son. Yes. A few, a few people uh, on, a pa- <laughs> on a few people on the page, man, they coming at the bottom. Brisbane. <laughs> On the bottom of the page, man. So, Marcel, you got some people peeping you, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out Marcel, man. But uh, we'll be back with y'all next week for episode 70, Black.
episode turn another, 70, Turn man. another page, man. Yeah, we in D, the 70s now, man. D, man, like I, I told you when we talked, man, I just go back and listen to these first episodes, man. And yeah. God, the way we have grown yeah. through, through these episodes, just man. Dope. And now we finna hit episode 70. Yeah, man. Week, man. Yeah, we out that's, of the 60s. That's, that's special, man. That's special. Yeah, man. We out of the 60s, heading into the 70s. So, all right, man. Hope y'all enjoyed everything. Y'all stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Again, I'm one of your favorite sportsologists, Desiree L. Hicks Jr. You can find me at that with that name on Twitter and Instagram. And y'all hit up the Reduce Fun Sports page. And your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. Y'all can hit me on Instagram and Twitter at BlackENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Maybach music. Maybach music. Maybach music. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. He lied. Break it down. <laughs> and here we go. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. <laughs>